damn, programmatic is hot. Yeah, it is hot. Dude, pass me a cold PBR, would you? Okay, number one, I wasn't talking about the temperature. And number two, PBR is a shitty beer. Time to upgrade to an IPA. Uh, Okay, my bad. Guessing you were talking about programmatic job advertising being hot. Yeah, that shit is everywhere and all the kids are doing it. I know, man, but there's only one company that's been doing it since 2007. Damn, 2007? Hey, man, what wife were you on in 2007? I was on number one. We don't talk about her. Focus, dude. I'm talking about Pando IQ from our friends at Pando Logic. Pando IQ's programmatic recruitment advertising platform helps employers source talent faster and more efficiently than ever thanks to predictive algorithms, machine learning, and AI. Buzzword overdose alert. Yeah, Pando is on the cutting edge of programmatic while being deeply rooted in the recruitment industry. Pando IQ provides an end-to-end programmatic job advertising platform that delivers a significant increase in job ad performance without any wasteful spending to maximize the ROI on your recruitment spend. And their AI-enabled algorithms use over 48 job attributes and more than 200 billion historical job performance data points to predict the optimal job advertising campaign. The machine does all that shit. That shit sounds expensive. Think again, Cheeseman. Pando IQ provides an end-to-end job advertising solution that delivers a significant increase in job ad performance without any wasteful spending. Sold. How do I get started? Go to pandologic.com to request a demo and tell them Chad and Cheese sent you. Ooh, they have a chat bot too that we can talk to. Oh, kill me now. Like Shark Tank? Then you'll love Firing Squad. Chad Soash and Joel Cheeseman are here to put the recruiting industry's bravest, ballsiest, and baddest startups through the gauntlet to see if they've got what it takes to make it out alive. Dig a foxhole and duck for cover, kids. The Chad and Cheese podcast is taking it to a oh, whole shit. other This election level. has got me all agitated. This is a bad time to be on Firing Squad. But anyway, here we are, everybody. This is Joel Cheeseman of the Chad and Cheese podcast, joined as always by Chad Sowash. And this is Firing Squad. Chad, what's up? It's another day in, well, I'd like to say paradise if I wasn't in the fucking COVID craziness that we're in right now. Not to much. Yeah. Yeah. And just so that everybody knows, uh, yeah. wear a fucking mask. Okay. Good advice. Good advice. Thank you. And with that said, Tim Connors, founder, Pearl. Tim, how are you? Welcome hey. to the show. Hey. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey. Okay, now, let's get this out real quick. Pearl. TriPearl, TriPearl.io. I mean, what's the what's the brand here, real quick? Wow, getting right <laughs> into the Q and A. Yeah, right into the Q and A. Um, no pitch for you. We're just going right into Q and A. Trying to find information on you for Pearl it was a bitch. Just so that you know, because that's a, that's probably the most used word on the fucking internet for God's sake. So so what is it? Give me the brand real quick, and give me a quick Twitter in, uh, intro of yourself. Well, yeah, sure. So uh, we'll probably decide to invest in a different URL at some point, but it's very <laughs> difficult to get something simple in 2020. Uh, 
So I, there's tons, there's actually tons of like websites you probably don't even realize start with go or try or what yeah. or high or something. And you, you just don't even realize anyway. Um, those are usually dot coms at least was, was try pearl.com taken. Yes. Yes. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Wow, damn. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. I mean, it, my last business, I eventually invested $750 to get gradstreet.com. But for the first year, it was something really crappy and that was totally fine. You got to work your way up. Yeah. Which is, I guess, a good segue into my Twitter intro. Um, I This is my third business. Um, I've been doing it since I was in college uh, and have been focused on the recruiting world for the past you know, eight months to a year. Um, just wanted to see things shaken up. There's, there's a lot going on in the recruiting world from a business perspective, but there's also so many issues and it's such an infinitely complex space. So there's, there's a lot to do still. Um, and we're excited. So, so grad street real quick. You mentioned that. What was that? Yes. Yeah, so that was, that was one of my first businesses. It was an e-commerce, um, play. Uh, I was selling graduation caps and gowns at first to my fellow students at UCLA because it was just like so overpriced at the, at the bookstore. <laughs> And then the next year it was, uh, you know, 10 schools. And the next year it was 20 schools. Um, and it was kind of my main bread and butter for the first few years out of school. Um, I just got tired of it, to be honest. <laughs> but it made like $100,000 in sales. There you go. All right. Well, this is your wake up call. You're now in employment. So, Chad, tell him what he's won. Well, Tim, today you will have two minutes to pitch Pearl, try Pearl, Pearl, whatever you want to call it. Just At the Pearl, end of yeah. two minutes, you will hear the bell. Then Joel and I will hit you with rapid fire Q&A. If your answers start rambling or you get boring, Joel's going to hit you with crickets. And that's your, sig- your signal to move along. At the end of Q&A, you will receive one of three grades. Number one, big applause. That's right. It's t- Time to start snapping necks and casting checks, big guy. Golf clap. It was pretty weak. You're probably going to have to strengthen some shit up, but not too bad. We're going to give you a map. And last but not least, oh damn, the firing squad. This is not what you want, kiddo. I just want to let you know. Grad Street, my friend. Back back. to Grad Street. Be happy with what you had. (laughs) Please, anything with that. (laughs) All right, that was that. Those are the rules. That's firing squad. Any questions? Let's do it. Are you ready? Yes. In three, two. So over the past uh, year, I've spent over 150 hours talking on the phone to recruiting leaders at companies, mostly 200 to 2,000 people. And this is what I learned. Uh, These companies are spending a ton of time and energy collecting applications from candidates who are also spending a lot of time and energy filling out those applications. Uh, Everyone knows the way it goes, 99 or 100 people apply, one person gets the job, 99 people fall into a black pit, never to be seen again by the recruiting team. So this is, you know, despite being told, hey, we'll keep you in mind for future roles, it's just simply not true. And And it relates to a bad experience for the candidate and the recruiting team is left to reinvent the wheel going and doing cold outreach again and again. And it's extremely inefficient. And the reason why this is happening based on the customer interviews we've done is that the companies of the segment that we're focused on 
their data is either messy, missing, or stale, or they the uh, ATS has a not a robust search, so it's really difficult to pull people back up. And on top of that, it's not easy to do anything once you've found people in your ATS. It doesn't function like a CRM, and many might say that it doesn't intend to function like a CRM. So what Perl does is it comes in to this segment and it offers an add-on to the CR to the uh, ATS, like Greenhouse, Lever. Those are the most common in this space, and we allow you to, in one click, recruiters can see um, a generated list of candidates that are relevant for any given role. And then there's a drag and drop interface that they can use to engage with those people with an automated outreach campaign that can can respond to them based on their response. So it's using some natural language processing, and it can even trigger actions back in your ATS. All of this is synced data in between. So it's making it super, super simple to start leveraging your database as a source of talent. Thank you, Tim. Might want to tighten up that pitch in the future. And we've already gone through the where can you find out more about Pearl by going to trypearl.go.com.edu.swag. You're killing me. Uh, Tim, <laughs> Tim let's, get, let's get some of the, the, the infrastructure out of the way. Like, What's your team look like? Have you raised money? Are you looking to raise money? Um, just set the stage for us. Yeah, so um, it, me and a co-founder, we have three other uh, developers. Um, we have been working on this iteration of the product for about eight months. Um, and we have we started doing uh, more salesy calls just in the last four weeks, uh, honestly, four to eight weeks. Um, and we are now focused on our first integrations with the first few customers. So we'll probably do a um, pre-seed round um, starting by the end of the year, um, we're just focused on getting those first few customers under our belt first. So we're, we're working on logistics with integrations. So you've essentially been in business since COVID has left the world in a totally different place. Yeah. Has, has COVID been a positive, a negative, a, a neutral to the business? I would assume it's a, it's a huge hurdle that you weren't expecting and it's been a real challenge. But talk about... Uh, what COVID impact on on the business and any pivots that you might be looking at as a result? Yeah, sure. So when um, things started going haywire in in, uh, in March, we actually were not sure that we were going in this direction. Um, we were initially focused on a talent marketplace uh, for candidates to better discover and apply to opportunities. Um, and we really like the idea there that, that we had. Um, but we decided that we wanted to, like, given given everything that was going on, we decided we wanted to start small um, on an atomic specific problem that we can solve in a powerful way. Um, plus, if we if we ended up wanting to build a talent marketplace, we'd need to kind of artificially build up one half of that marketplace anyway. So um, we decided to make a temporary pivot to this product. Um, to get started sooner rather than later. Instead of building from the outside, we wanted to just start solving problems sooner. And so that was our that was kind of our pivot for COVID. On top of that, I would just say that I don't want to say it's a good thing, but there is a huge amount of reshuffling that has happened and will continue to happen in the recruiting world. Um, Andreessen Horowitz calls it, call, is calling it the great rehiring um, it, it simply put, there's just been so many people put out of work and so many people are going to have to be put back to work. And I, I don't think that the recruiting tools 
of today that are that are being used are going to cut it. <laughs> so I, I, to me, I see a calls to arms to get um, more specific solutions in order. Okay, so really quick, just just quickly, you got bored at grad school, grad street. Was the competition too fierce? Why why did you drop it? No, so the competition there really isn't any competition. It's actually kind of a, a duopoly uh, that specific market. My big question is, you had a company. It sounds like it was doing pretty well. Why did you drop it? Because I I couldn't. It, it just wasn't making an impact on the world. Like okay. what I was, I was making like $10, $15, like per sale or something. No, no one had any reason to remember what we were doing. It wasn't like no one, no one gave a crap about what we were doing. And I, I didn't give a crap about what we were doing either. Okay. Okay. No, I got you. I got you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a purpose. That's a purpose play. And I totally get that. Uh, okay. So my next question uh, from the website, quote, our intelligent matching algorithm will identify the most relevant seekers in your ATS for the job, end quote. How are you matching garbage against garbage? Uh, jobs that are written that are out there today, job descriptions are, are garbage. Uh, for mm -hmm. the most part, unstructured resumes are, are garbage. So yeah. what's the process? What are you using? <laughs> Tell me a little bit about that. Did you build it? Did you rent it? Give me give me the, the overview. Yeah, so we are partnering um, with a firm to help us with the matching um, and we, we took a look at a lot of different options here. Uh, we wanted to be able to access an engine that had millions of data points of training. And that wasn't something that we have access to as a small startup. And so that's the direction that we went in. Now, to your point of um, data garbage in, garbage out, the first thing that we do um, with the customers I work with is we reparse the resumes ourselves, is that we pull in data from LinkedIn to get structured data because you're right. Most of the people that we're talking with have do not have structured data. It's actually, it actually was very surprising to me that that greenhouse or lever didn't have like a native parsing engine. Um, but it is difficult. So that's the first step that we do with everyone. What makes you different than the rest of the, the, the technology providers out there that have been doing this matching piece for a very long time? So, yeah, to, to discuss the matching, um, we're, we're, we're generating matches. It's based on a several different axes like education and skill and seniority and location and languages. It's pretty uh, sufficient. And given the um, data that is being structured, it's, it's light years ahead of any most of the current status quo of the companies that we're talking with. Um, we give uh, all companies like a review There's a, in the UI of our app. There's a review screen so you can take out people if you feel like they were ill fit. And of course, it trains the model more over time. But it, it generates people that um, from, from what we've tested so far are pretty relevant to the job. Um, and so I would just say that this current status quo is no one's being reached out to. Everyone's being ignored. Um, so to bring that to a point where, okay, now I can at least review a manageable amount of people and result in 20 people being reached out to is a, is a massive jump in functionality. 
The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast. Your two biggest competitors. Okay, Jem, there's also a company called Hiring Solved. The uh, the success of your business is predicated upon integrations into ATSs, which is a good thing and also sort of a, a challenging thing, right? So you've mentioned, I think, Greenhouse and Lever. I'm going to assume that you are already integrated with them. Are you sort of putting all your eggs in, in one basket or a couple of baskets? Are you currently developing for a, a myriad of, of ATSs? I guess talk about that since it, it's pretty much the, the life of your business is going to be these partnerships and integrations. Definitely. So um, with the ATS integrations, we're putting ourselves, we're putting our eggs in a handful of baskets that provide a good API. Um, of course, if the API is offered, but it's rudimentary, uh, our UI might have to change for that specific customer. But um, Lever, Greenhouse, Workday, um, Smart Recruiters, they, they're offering APIs that, that we can work with and that will provide us everything we need. Um, we don't, we're not doing direct partnerships with the ATS vendors, if that's what you're asking, um, but they all allow their customers to do third-party integrations and that's what so we're are you So are you integrated currently with those four? Smart Recruiters, Workday, ISIM, or I mean not ISIMs, but Lever and Greenhouse? No, we're we're currently we're currently working through an integration on a greenhouse customer right now. Okay, so currently you're not integrated with any of them. Yes, with yes, and the okay. goal is to be integrated with a specific customer. Okay, so greenhouse will be number one. Yeah, most likely. Okay, uh, so obviously that's going going badly. I would think that's not going as quickly as you thought because you've been around for eight months. No, it's not like we've been. It's not like we came out the gate with a product ready to sell eight months ago. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we we've just like I said earlier, it's been like four weeks since we started shopping around our current solution, and I, even then, I wasn't even sure if we were ready to to meet the market where it was. But um, we're doing a free trial. We're we're very ready and willing to adopt our product and its UI. To what um, companies need. And so I think there's a lot of companies understandably jump at that opportunity to help craft something that they specifically need. And companies just a ton of TA leaders are sitting out there feeling really frustrated that they're sitting on this gold mine of value without any way to use it. <laughs> so it's uh, very welcome to the people that we're talking with. Understood. So uh, a business that we've talked about for years, uh, startups like Crowded, for example, came in um, and have sort of kind of imploded. I'd have their the best example. But the whole idea of sort of reinvigorating the database, bringing mm-hmm. people back from the dead seems to be a, a failed a failed business. I'm not sure why. We've talked to people that think, well, you know, if I applied a year ago, you know, I've got new skills. I don't care. I've moved to another city. Like it's fairly it's almost a spam game. Mm-hmm. Where you you know you blast a thousand people and hopefully one or two of them you know are still kind of interested is that is that what you see in the business model um, am I getting am I getting it wrong did they do something not right that you're gonna get right talk about mm-hmm. that yeah so um, there's a few key things here uh, the first thing is this specific market segment 
going after companies that are specifically like around 500 to a couple thousand that are in high growth mode, those are going to be the companies that are most likely to experience this. Um, and in those cases, it does, it, they're not even really concerned about people a year ago. Of course, we're, we're, you know, dishing those people up just as well. But, um, a lot of these companies have a lot of hiring volume that someone three months ago could be a fantastic fit and they'll probably just be lost in the haystack, um, given their current hiring volume and, and, uh, the capabilities of the recruiting teams at companies that are, that are growing really fast. So, so that's one thing is making sure that you're focused on the right segment. But another big, big, big thing is recognizing that recruiters don't want to use another tool. There's a lot of tool fatigue going on going on uh, among the people that, that we've spoken with. Um, and that's why we stay out of the way. We, tr- we, we recognize that we have to solve this problem from a technical perspective, but also from a people and processes perspective. And that I feel is so often ignored by other people that have tried this approach. That's why uh, we generate a finite list of results that you can see. There's n- we, we don't give you a search bar. You can't refresh and get more people. It's just a five, 10 minute, maybe max process you do at the start of every rack and all of that data syncs back all of the outreach that occurs syncs back to the ATS. It's not a separate pool for you to go and spend endless amounts of time there. Um, and so we're not causing people to make that decision and, and choose us over LinkedIn or something. And I think that that's been really key. So are you confident the tech is not going to go all Amazon and start discrediting women and people of color? you know, they, they had to shut down their, their, their matching algorithm. Are you mm-hmm. confident that yours isn't going to do this? I'm confident that ours will perform with less bias than existing humans. Okay. So that doesn't answer the question <laughs> because bias is bias, right? How are you going to ensure that your tech is not biased or how does the company do it? Yeah, sure. So, um, we have, uh, we do check, obviously run a series of tests ourselves periodically against different functions, especially when we're bringing on a new customer, knowing what kind of roles they're looking for and doing tons of internal tests is, is, is one way to continue keeping a pulse on that. Um, we also recognize, like, you know, I have a background in AI, so does my co-founder. Um, th- this, I can announce to the world right now, AI in recruiting will not have 0% bias. It just won't. Um, that's not a sexy thing to say in a pitch, but it's based on, it's it's whenever you have a significant amount of data, unless it's completely fabricated and detached from the real world, it's going to be seeded with real world um, use cases. So that's kind of just the, the, the way that it is. So from there on out, it's, well, how much better is this than the existing structure? And we need to be realistic about what the current status quo is. Uh, I disagree with you that it is trivial to be less biased than existing recruiting teams. Even teams that are trying very, very hard have to spend a lot of money doing training and using tools to reduce bias. It's, it's actually not a trivial thing at all. Um, and so that's, these are all things to, to, to keep track of is how, how much better are we than the current status quo? Uh, and that's also why we give all of the teams, you know, access to some insight and why was this person chosen? And of course, there's this review screen that I already mentioned how you can take people out and put people in because we don't expect you to just trust it hundred percent. Right. Well, I think it's interesting though, that most AI ML fans don't talk about auditing. 
auditing is always the answer. And also it's also the, the short answer, unless you have this black box that nobody can see into, and then totally. you're, you're going to have issues. Joel? Totally. Yeah. I, uh, I'm, wor- I'm curious about the communication side of, of the product. Um, it looks like email is the primary source of communicating with, with the job seekers in your database. Is there any plan or, or am I not saying maybe SMS is part of it? Uh, WhatsApp, uh, mm-hmm. things that other things that, that people communicate with, is that going to be part of the product? Is it a current part of the product or maybe it never will be? Yeah, actually SMS is currently part of the product as it, as it functions. Um, I don't think it's on our website or anything, but we came out the gate as an SMS first recruiting play. Um, we kind of ended up shifting uh, with this latest pivot um, and kind of playing it a little bit safer with the with the email outreach, but we do offer SMS as well. And we're looking to add that to that flow builder that you might see on our site. Okay. Excellent. So talk about price. What's this gonna what's this gonna cost me? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> we're, we're, we're still uh <laughs> we don't we're we're still startup is we don't talk about price. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh we're still um kind of deciding with the people, first people that we're working with, what the value is that we're bringing. Um, we expect it to be sort of um, the, the framework that I'm using is kind of like a, uh, since it's heightening the value of your ATS, it's kind of like a function of how much you're paying for an ATS is correlated there. So we'll probably be charging anywhere from uh, $400, $500 a month for most of the companies of the cohort that I mentioned. That's, that's fairly transparent of you. We appreciate that, Tim. That's not a bad answer. Uh, I don't know. I, I think. Uh, oh, there's the bell. Uh, I think we're there. That's we're there. Uh, Tim, are you ready to face the firing squad? Yes, I am. Let's do it. <laughs> Chad, get him. Woo. Okay. So first and foremost, Tim, I would like to say that right out of the gates, uh, the. The name doesn't bother me, and here's why. Even though TriPearl or Pearl or IO or Com or whatever the hell you want to choose. I can't believe you just said the name doesn't bother you. It it doesn't. It doesn't, and here's why. Because if you're going to power back-end processes, right, and if you do this through partnership, much like – go canvas.io did uh mm. and i don't know if you know or not but they were actually yeah. acquired by jobvite who now uh aman is uh, yeah. is the ceo over there but that didn't matter to them because they had their focus and they knew exactly how they were going to go to market now i, I feel it's a little shaky with you still but you have time because you're young there's no question recruiters have tool fatigue uh opening.io was just acquired by iSIMS just months ago, right? And I see this as kind of like an opening.io light. White box is is best for identifying bias. There's no question and it's much easier to sell. So overall, I think it is a crowded field to an extent. You have an opportunity to be able to help companies uh, leverage all of that money that they've already spent in their database and also message to those individuals when an opportunity opens up. So when a job's posted and they match up. So I I love every single bit of that. You have to tighten your game up tremendously because you are on the verge of a firing squad, but yet you're going to get a golf clap. 
be sure. <laughs> All right, Tim. Bless your heart. Uh, so, um, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> the name is whack. Um, I'll go ahead and say it, whether it matters or not. Um, you need to get a better one. Uh, I think you can. It's not that difficult. But aside from that, um, I think that uh, you're in a, you're in a little bit over your head. You're new to the space. Uh, you have a bit of a track record of not necessarily getting bored, but this isn't working. Uh, it's not making a difference. It's a tough Moving crap. on to something else, which isn't which isn't the worst thing in the world. It's okay to be like this. Is, you know, win fast, lose fast is is a fine model. Like this isn't working. Let's go do something else. So I appreciate the fact that you've you've actually you know you face COVID. You've made some pivots, changed with the business. Um, that's great with your small team that you've been bootstrapping. Um, I'd love, I would have loved to have hear that you had an integration done at least one. So you, you, you have something under your belt, some track record of success, some customers, uh, that are using the product. Cause I can tell you that just integrating with greenhouse or any other ATS is not going to be a panacea for boats and hose, you know, in short order. <laughs> it's very tough to get into these integrations and, and be successful. And you're still going to have to do the work of the marketing and the sales and, and all that all that fun stuff. I think that your point and maybe the most uh, prescient point that you made in this entire conversation was the, 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 the realization that tool fatigue is real. And that it's very tough to sell in this in this space in this market, and that you have a product that has a little bit of a track record of being challenged, uh, going in and, and revitalizing re- uh, resumes and, and databases. Like there's not been a great track record, and these are companies that have been well funded, had tr- had people within the business that have been around, that had contacts and new new uh, people that they could help uh, start the ground or hit the ground running. So for me, my friend, uh, I think that you've got a great idea inside of you somewhere, uh, but I don't think that this one is it. So for me, I'm going to say firing squad, hit the bricks, go do something else. But we still love you, Tim. (laughs) All right. I appreciate the feedback, guys. (laughs) You're very welcome. Very welcome. Uh, And with that, another episode of Firing Squad is in the books. We out. We out. This has been the Firing Squad. Be sure to subscribe to the Chad and Cheese podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you're a startup who wants to face the Firing Squad, contact the boys at chadcheese.com today. That's www.chadcheese.com. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transformed, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.